This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Wow. Mm. Let's read again before we take our seat. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. From verse 6, where we started from last week or two weeks ago. Glory to God. Wow. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness by the grace of God, believers to have the ability by the Spirit of God to call for light out of darkness. God did not call for light out of light. He called for light out of darkness. That means inside every darkness there is light. And only those who are trained by the Spirit can command light to come out of darkness. Praise God. You can have your seat. God bless you. Supposed to be a short service again. Hopefully. Hallelujah. Amen. God who commanded his light to shine out of darkness. So then we read Romans chapter 4 verse 17. What's in Romans 4 17? The Bible says, let's read together. God said this word to Abraham before Abraham had one son. God did not say to Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. It started by saying that. Genesis chapter 12. We have to understand progression in the school of the spirit. How we progress from one level or one state to another. So the Bible says, Genesis 12. When God called Abraham. You see, as we pray. As we worship. As we fellowship with God. We must track event of our life was track it with God and know when God has moved from giving a promise into now you are living in the promise so God said to Abraham now the Lord had said probably God has spoken to Abraham before his father Terah died because he looks like Terah probably hijacked Abraham's vision or God told his father, but his father didn't get it very well. Because Terah too took his family and left. Abraham was not the first person to leave. Terah took the whole family and left. But then Terah died. And the Bible says, now the Lord had said. We don't know when before now God said. But the Bible says, God has said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country. From thy kindred. From thy father's house. They're having love affairs in Lekki this morning. So after the third service, after I finish preaching, I'll just start running to Lekki. I am, I, I hope to talk to guys over there in Lekki. It's going to be wonderful this afternoon. They are starting by one. Um, this is God's word to some men. Get out of your father's house. If you are still living in your father's house, it's a direct instruction. Don't take our sister to your father's house. Get out. 
Is that it's not me, it's the Bible. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Next verse. And I will. Now, underline the word. Notice the word, I will. I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. And make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Hiya. How many people have great names here? You know, some of today will be of time to raise their hand. That great name, <laughs> our name will be great. <laughs> you know, no. I will make thee a great nation. Now, what do you notice here? I will, I will, I will. Now, next verse, verse 3. I will bless them that bless thee. That's why you can't curse the Jew. I will curse him that cursed thee. And in this shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, three chapters after that, chapter 15. So in chapter 12, I will, I will bless you. I will multiply you. Amen. After this thing, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Everybody say vision. Say the word of the Lord. An encounter with God's word is what changes promises to realities. The word of the Lord came to Abraham. I am thy sheep, that exceeding great reward. Now, if you go down where God said, in this chapter, God began to say that, I'm going to make you, say, this time around, Abraham, look at the stars. If you can number them, so shall your descendants be. Now, verse 17, or chapter 17, sorry. Then God moved a step further. Give me the verse where God said, your name will no more be Abraham, but Abraham. So in chapter 15, God's word came to him. Then circumcision happened in chapter 15. Circumcision. Ah, I don't want it to be a long service. It means the process of circumcision demands that a pain is inflicted on your flesh. That it will take at least seven days to heal up a little. You are going to spill blood and you will know. And it's a sign of covenant. When God begins to train a Christian, the first person to rebel is your flesh. Spiritual trainings are very heavy on the flesh. And that's a form of circumcision. Because it then leads to covenant where there's a part between you and God. But that's where I'm going today. Then in chapter 17, then God said your name and he gave the reason for changing the name. Now look at how God constructed his word here. Everybody read, for a father of chapter 12 says I will make. Chapter 17 says I have made. Now what you notice that between I will make and I have made, he still doesn't have a son. Here. So God used I will make God used I have made to a man before he had a son. Why? Promises will not become a reality until the picture that you have of what God wants to do in your life becomes a picture of God has done it already. 
And two things will be the signature that will, that will reveal the fact that, that has happened. Your language will change and your attitude will change. If I keep my mind on you, you tell me the perfect place. I remember one time, which I've said before when I was so sick. I must have tried like, that's maybe I don't know, maybe like eight, nine years ago. So many people didn't look. I managed to come to church on Sunday to preach. And then I think I must have been to up to five hospitals. And then they could find what was wrong. I mean, they were drawing my blood like vampire. And couldn't find all kinds of texts. I spoke to you about two calls or that. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Why stripes you are here? So I began to meditate on it. But the final instruction that came is that if you know that you are healed, get up and run around and the thing lifted from that day. And I've not been falling since that time. Ah, instruction. God's word, the priority is to paint a picture. If you capture, if that picture captures your heart. So nobody experiences peace. Look, the moment you begin to toe this line and you try to experience, Satan will do everything possible to create tension around you so that you can be disturbed inside. What you keep in here, many do not know that there is a strong connection between what goes on in your external environment and what is inside you. Because God works from inside out and the future also is already inside you. Are you with me? He used one name for himself. He said, I am the Lord. I think that's Isaiah 46 verse 10. Who caused the, I declare the end from the beginning. It's his nature. And this is one attitude. And one nature that God wants to pass across to all his children. You might be living in a room apartment. Everything is dark around you. Satan could have created limitations or maybe yourself also through ignorance or through carelessness, whatever. But whatever state you are in, there is an aspect of you that can never be bound if you want so. And that's your imagination. A person can even sit down in a prison, incarcerated. A person can be in chain, bound to one room, probably no movement at all legs tied and tied what mortal men can never tie is your imagination so to a man that is in the prison who is bound there his mind can still run around he can sit in that prison house and imagine himself in washington there's no man that can bring chain and bind that imagination they have successfully stopped the man from moving but they cannot stop his thoughts from moving is somebody with me when God wants to make a man free, he begins to work on those pictures that you have inside. So here, what God was trying to do with Abraham, he was trying to get Father Abraham to the point where, can you see yourself as a father of nations? Ah, it took Abraham time. If I have lived 99 years without a child, how can I suddenly believe that I will have one? And the day Abraham got it, mommy Sarah missed it. She arranged for a guy. It was in chapter 16, Abraham had the covenant with God. Chapter 15. Chapter 16, Sarah had plan B. Because she could not picture. You know why? And God didn't blame her. It was Abraham that the word of the Lord came to. 
not Sarah. The word of the Lord eventually came to Sarah when God came down physically. And he said, where is Sarah, your wife? Listen to me. When God asks a question, he's not looking for an answer. Did God know that Sarah was hearing what he was saying with Abraham? The purpose of that conversation, God wanted that to hear. For faith comes by hearing. So this time, and God said to Abraham that by this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Knowing that Sarah was at the back, hearing. Because she must be given an opportunity to demonstrate her faith. Then Sarah laughed. And God said, why did Sarah laugh? Obviously, that shows that God knew she was there. Because she didn't laugh loud. And Sarah said that, ah, 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 I didn't laugh. And God said, no, don't spoil the testimony. Because the child will be called laughter. You laughed. Leave you like that. I said what I said because I wanted you to laugh. Because this time around, you will laugh long. And I'm sure the day the boy was born, Sarah looked at Abraham and they both began to laugh again. Neighbors didn't understand. Why are they laughing? And we know they had a child laughing. They understand that. Laughter brought this child. Ah, if the word can make you laugh, you are in your house, the account is low, and you are laughing. Not because you are a fool, but because you can see. Father of nations. Now, let's look at the second example, and I'll begin to. Are you? I get what I'm saying. It is a training that the Lord must give to every one of us. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Look at again God's word. Now, Jericho was strangely shut up because of the children of Israel. Nobody went in. Nobody. What do you see? Part 2. That was what we started last week. It is true. You know, you know, by the way, none of you have seen your account before. Hope you know. You have never seen, have you gone to a bank before and they open a sale? Say that's your account there. All you get is notification and you believe. And notifications are in form of words. Why don't you believe God's word? They type book SMS, they send it to you. You have 20,000. It's a message written. And many cases, it's also written in black, like your Bible. Then God types a message. And he says that let the poor say I am rich. But you don't believe. That means you believe MTN more than God. You have never gone, you don't say to MTN, okay, I've seen, the, I've seen your message, but let me take a cab, let me drive to First Bank. And when you get from, I say, Bank, you know what? Where is safe? Where my name is on that, on that uh, where you put my name, and then bring out the safe. I want to see that one million. So whatever the bank is telling us that we have, none of us have seen it before. You see, people find it to have faith in God, but we have faith in every other thing. It is by faith we enter airplane. Yes, Just believing that they, have you ever entered one and you asked for the credentials of the pilots? Somebody said, this is Arctic, uh, this is Virgin Atlantic, this is uh, BA, and you just believe that, well, somebody that you don't know must have certified the pilots. But you were not called to the meeting to check also that did it, you are a pilot. That's why I'm saying this before. Yeah? <laughs> you, you understand, sir? Nobody comes to knock down and say, excuse me, but can I see you? But we all sit down there. You just assume that whoever checked this guy, whoever trained this guy must have done a good job. So you confidently sit down the plane and then you fly 11 hours, 30 minutes to New York on 
trusts, believing that they must have done a good job checking them, but you never check yourself. If we begin to make adjustments and start trusting God, that when you look at God's word, God is not a man that should lie. But before miracle breaks out, there must be a picture out of a sovereign thing. It helps people at times to bypass this principle. Those who are weak, those who are invalid, when people are invalid, when they are sick to. But generally speaking, God expects his children to accept whatever he says and let that word form a picture in your hearts. Hallelujah. Don't let Satan show you the picture of barrenness. At times, writing on your wall, putting pictures on your wall, they can actually help. Creating a conducive environment that supports what you believe, it is very important. What about testimonies? What about stories that when you listen, they fuel your faith more? You need to do that. So I told them for service, and of course, I should say it here also. Now I was talking to Pastor Abby and Pastor Abele. And the word of the Lord came to the three of us at the same time. But when I left them, it came in a stronger way. That I should warn people in nature to start sharing testimonies. And I said, Lord, I mean, it sounded like I am so, like God, so, so, um, let me just, we're not very happy with us in that regard. It's not happy with that attitude. And then quickly it took me through some pages of the Bible. Now, I haven't seen my attitude towards, and I told them for service, you know, there was time I had, I said on Saturday that all single ladies and guys trusting God for marriage should come. And one hour after, I also pray for all women trusting God for fruit of the womb. You know, even me, I forgot that we did that last year. On Wednesday after, uh, well, before service, or somewhere Wednesday, I carried the baby. I saw the mom somewhere and I carried the baby. When I gave the baby back to the mom and I walked away, just so caught me. I just remember when she stood there and I prayed with her. And I said something for Sam. Do you know, after the women that came here, this month we are triplets from two families. And one of the families, one of our sisters with triplets, she's 47 or so, who just had triplets from days ago. Outside the country, and she will, of course, they will soon, babies will, well, they send the pictures to me. She'll come and give her testimony herself. And it just occurred to me that we don't. See, it is not, that's why we don't even, I don't ask you to come out, you just write. You don't even need to put your name. It's not to glorify man. Check through the Bible, testimonies glorify God and God doesn't joke with testimonies. If I do something that I've done before, I think I did some weeks ago, if I stop this message and I ask everyone that God has done something great for here and you have not shared this message to stand up, it will shock you how many people stand. Why do we do this? Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Only one return. Why don't we like returning? Some meets, I've stopped doing that. There was a time that averagely, I will pray over two new cars every Sunday. These are some single people blessed by God to have a nice professional job and different things. Like I don't join people again also now. Some other pastors do that. And you just wonder that sharing it with me is different from sharing it to the congregation of the Lord. Why don't we return? So, in the place of prayer, God got me to a point where I said that Mercy encountered this Saturday 
It's called Chronicles of Testimonies. What we are going to do is that every one of us will write 11 outstanding testimonies. 11 things that God has done for you probably this year or you can add last year to it. Write it clear in the paper and all of us will drop it at the altar. Every one of you is used to people dropping prayer at the altar. What I just told you now is not common, but this will bring greater miracles than prayers. Except the word of God is not true. Did you hear what I just said now? All over the world, Christians are quick to write prayer and they drop it on the altar. But what the Holy Spirit just showed me, show me a group of people who begin to write testimony and drop it on the altar. I will visit them more than those who are writing prayer. Don't you know? Oh God. You know, I have to stop the message just to, just to say, say this. I read the scripture today, which I'll read again. Hebrews 11, 15. I want us to pay attention to this scripture. Hebrews 11, 15. Are you there? I will have to do this third service. Also. I don't like when I have to repeat things, but I have no choice. Truly. Everybody read it together. One, two, go. Many times, some years ago, I preached on this from this verse many times. I want to say something to you now. Look at this. Don't pay attention to everything written there. Just extract a principle from this scripture. The bottom line of this scripture is that they came out of a city. And the Bible says, if they were mindful of the city they came out from, they would have had the opportunity of returning there. Is that clear? Meaning that here is the principle. If I want to return to any city that I have come out of, according to my, what do I need to do? I should just be mindful of the city. If I am mindful of anything I've come out from, I'll be able to go back there. If you are mindful, it's a, it's a very powerful eternal principle. If you are mindful of any good thing the Lord has done in the past, you will create an opportunity for that thing to repeat itself in your life. That's what the scripture, that's the principle you can extract from the scripture. A very good example. What made David to begin to recount the lion and the bear when he stood before Goliath? With one shot, one stone, Goliath came down. But before he confronted Goliath, he said that thy servant killed lion, thy servant killed bear. He had victory over bear, he had victory over lion. He was mindful of the victory over bear and lion facing Goliath and victory over Goliath came also. There's no Goliath who will not overcome your life if you remember your victory over lion and bear. Many times we don't. There are people listening to me right now. Others look for a job faster and pray for a job. What no uncle just called you? The fact that your uncle called you does not mean should not be grateful to God. So you never wrote interview, you just started working. Some women are praying night and day for a good man. Some, too many good men. In fact, before they were ready for marriage, they were already asking them out. The Lord will deliberately do something in your life that you will not struggle for. There's nobody without the land and beer. So that the day you face something, if you can recall, there's nobody. One area of your, there will be one area of your life that will be powered by grace. That you have never had to, so people are here, you have never had past malaria. When others say they go to see a one consultant, one specialist, it has never happened to you. One anti-malaria, you are fine. There is no other thing that has ever happened to you beyond that uh, malaria edict. And others, when they spend on health, when you have people traveling to go and check their kidney, their liver, you are wondering what is going on. 
For some other people, you will never need to struggle with any child. Make no mistake about it. To blame all parents whose children are misbehaving, it's an error that the fault is with them. Some people were well raised. They chose to go their own way. Because you can't control people's will. Samuel was righteous. His two sons were collecting bribes. Do you blame Samuel for it? I don't know whether somebody said what I'm saying. Are you with me? Some people, everything will be fine until they have a son and the son is 18. It will be the one that they will pray like this over. Whether some parents will not even be around and their children will not turn bad. God will make sure that there is an area in your life that his grace will just carry you. Some people, it's not because when you say that a woman, a husband is beating her husband, uh, is sent out of that because she's nasty. I have met too many nasty women, yet they're having a good marriage. I'm looking at some of what I'm saying. Don't you know men that are rude, that are nasty in work to everybody? But when you go to their house, they are fine and the husband seems to be okay with them. If I, you wish the man could slap. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. And there are men that are terrible. As in terrible. But how the woman manages the guy at home, nobody knows. So when you look at, there is just, God will make sure that there is something. You were at your dead end. Somebody just showed up. They just gathered your school and happened to put you among and gave you scholarship in school. And that was how you were able to finish school. Now you are facing property issue. Ah, if you were mindful. I don't know where somebody's hearing me. This is what God expects. Thank you, sir. This is what God expects. If, 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 thank you. What is facing you now? Opportunity to return. This is why, ah, uh, so people write prayer points. But the Bible says that people should count their blessing. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And not that is what he said, bless or forget not all his benefits. And he began to list the benefit. He for the one who forgave you your sin, who healed, he listed. Do you list chronic? Do you list God's mercy, God's benefit? Or you list what you want him to do that he has not done? Most lists are on this other side. They just keep writing. My mom, Lord, do this. Why about at times when you are doing the same that is not producing results? Can you make an adjustment to what you do? Let everybody try what I'm saying on Saturday and see what will happen. Wonders of ages. Begin to write from now. Don't wait till Saturday. Keep that list with you on Saturday. We will for one hour pray. This might be one. This is the last message I can for the year anyway, because we will not do it in December until January. So this is the last one for the year. Everybody should be on. I I I I only come on stage if the Lord gives me a word of prophecy. No short teaching. No praying for anybody. I only come on stage, there's a word of prophecy. And if it's not me, somebody else can take a mic and prophesy. But what I'm interested in is that one hour of worship and praise to God, and we all drop that thing. If the Lord says nothing else, everybody goes home. That's all. And see what we follow. That's how this Saturday will be. You can clap if you want to clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to testimony part just to say testimonies help you is one of the things tongues will help to shatter wrong pictures testimonies will also help you to construct the right picture as you meditate on the greatness of God that you've written down by yourself people it will do something to you you begin to have the right picture that God wants to move your life and that God will do what he has said he will do hallelujah glory to God 
So I ask you, church, again, what do you see? The Lord saw great oaths in the dry bone or in dry bones, and they said, Prophesy. Ezekiel didn't see it. Ah, he said, I am the Lord who makes road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In the desert, God will see river. Before he sent Moses to Pharaoh, he told Moses that you will worship me on this mountain when you are through with Pharaoh. As far as God was concerned, he was truth. He passed Pharaoh. He said, I've seen it all. God spoke to Joshua concerning Jericho. He says, see, I have given you. Joshua 6, let's end with that one. I've given you Jericho, the king and the mighty men. But the city remained locked. So God was telling Joshua that this city will come down if we can first also use the word Basu, see. The Lord said to Joshua, see. Joshua, don't look at the bars and the irons that they used to, they chain on the gate of Jericho. Can you see a Jericho that is falling? Can you see a Jericho that is falling? How many people can see 2024 where there's no sickness? How many people can see 2024 where there is absolute prosperity? Do you see past your bank account? Because there is another account. Do you see that somewhere next year you are having eight figures? Do you see those alerts? Do you see your life blessing people, helping others? Do you see your children doing well in life? Do you see them knowing the Lord and following after him? Do you see your marriage doing well? Do you see peace? Do you see yourself being a godly example to others? Do you see you living rights? No pornography, no muscle, no nothing, no dirty stuff. Christ at the center of your heart. Do you see? Hallelujah. This is what God's word does. He paints a picture and he wants you to let that picture remain inside you. Yes. This is how we change the world. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 says, By faith, we understood that God chiseled the world out. And that the things that we see, they came out of things that we are not seeing. That unseen thing is inside you. Then you pass it out by what you say. Hallelujah. Glorious things are happening in your life. Amen. The year will end in a very glorious way for you. Amen. The next year will be far greater, far better. Let's rise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.